You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to ahead on Locked On Cougars here. Pro day for the Cougars is in the rearview mirror. What did we take away from it? Well, a pretty stellar performance for Brady Christensen and Zach Wilson set the interwebs on fire with one particular throw. We'll let you hear from Zach as well as Daniel Jeremiah from NFL.com. He had some interesting thoughts on what he sees from Zach. And of course, we will catch you up on everything else going on with BYU Sports. A pretty good week weekend if you're a BYU fan overall but man pro day was a ton of fun so let's break that down let you know what I take away from it what I learned we'll do that all ahead on today's show our title sponsor today is our good friends at Built Bar use the promo code locked 15 at builtbar.com for 15% off your next order love that company we'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in today's podcast all right without further ado let's have some fun this is the locked on cougars podcast for March 29th 2021 What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU here. Make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button so that way you never miss an episode. You join us every single day as we have your daily conversation focused on all things Cougars. And in addition to that, if you haven't done so already, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Those five-star ratings and the reviews you guys leave mean more than you will know. It helps us find BYU fans and BYU fans in turn find us and just kind of helps us build this audience that's got a great fan base. I can tell you that much. We have hundreds of BYU fans every day, thousands weekly who join us and can't thank you guys enough for your support here. Getting going here on a Monday, let's start off with BYU Pro Day that was held on Friday. And well, I think there's one particular thing throw that Zach Wilson had that took the headlines. Let's listen to it. Oh my goodness, that is just a silly throw. Yeah, I think I'd be done. I think that was in the last one. Uh, But on the Coastal Carolina thing, well, let's look at this one more time. Let's check this out. To be fading away to the left, you have no idea how difficult that is to be fading to your left and to be able to get this ball up, to be able to drop that right down on the other hash. That is, that's ridiculous. That's the throw of the pro day season right now, right there from Zach Wilson. The throw of pro days so far, and they said they probably should end his throwing session on that one. And the throw that was in question there was a throw where Zach Wilson rolled out and was kind of fading to his left. It wasn't a complete rollout, but he's on the wrong foot, and he just kind of you know just flicks his wrist and just chucks this ball and puts it on the money to essentially the opposite hash. It was just an incredible throw. One of those throws that makes you think, "Holy smokes, what is the ceiling for?" this young man. I don't necessarily think that we have any idea what the ceiling is for this young man. That's the crazy thing about it. And I'm not alone in saying that. I think that there are many out there who believe that Zach Wilson is just touching, I guess, his potential as a quarterback. And that's what the NFL is betting on. That's why he is considered by many to be the number two pick behind Trevor Lawrence, whether it is with the New York Jets or maybe another team that moves into that slot. He is going to be just a fabulously paid quarterback 
quarterback, and he's going to have plenty of responsibility laid upon him as a highly drafted quarterback. But, man, what we're seeing from Zach is just absolutely incredible. And there's one person in particular who I think has more I, what I would call street cred when it comes to evaluating such things, and it's the former Super Bowl champion himself and BYU All-American Steve Young. Here you go. This was on SportsCenter as he was talking uh, about Zach Wilson and what he sees from this young man. BYU plays San Diego State, Boise State, Houston in the COVID kind of uh, uh, crazy year. And it's you have to interpolate a lot of it. You say, look, what, what does this mean? And so for some people, that's not enough. They want to see more. One big year, uh, some injuries. They, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of try to cut this. But the facts are with Zach Wilson is that he, every time they asked more of him, he gave you even more. It was, asked, you know, it was like an indie car driver. said, can you go 210? No, I can go 230. Well, can you go 240? Well, I can go 270 and, and miles per hour, I mean. <laughs> right. And so in many ways, that's what's the excitement about Zach as they watch more and more film is the subtleness of his game and how he kind of feel like Patrick Mahomes came into the league uh, when he came out of Texas Tech. He was a wild, you know, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's a wild thrower. We don't know exactly what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had to kind of settle down. Zach comes into the pros. He acts like Patrick Mahomes as a pro. Mm. He's just so settled. He's so present. You can get a sense that he's there's nothing. He's very spatially aware. It's like there's a lot of things that when you say, what is his ceiling? In some ways, you're like, I have no idea. That's the excitement of Zach was like, there's nothing about him that you watch on film and go, yeah, he's got a ceiling here or there. It's like, it looks like there isn't one. Man, I don't think I'm alone in saying that any of you listening to this podcast are saying, yes, Steve, that's exactly what it is. We have not seen the peak of what Zach Wilson can achieve in a football uniform. Whether that is with the New York Jets or whether that is with another franchise in the NFL, I think it is time to firmly be on the Zach Wilson bandwagon if you are not already. What we saw in that throwing session on Friday was absolutely spectacular. There is no doubt about it. He showed off a live arm. It would have been nice to see him run some of the drills, see what he could do in the 40 and that type of stuff. But I understand if he has a bad hamstring or just a hamstring that doesn't feel right, why risk it? Uh, I'm very interested to see how everything shakes out for him. But a guy who was on that broadcast with the NFL Network, Daniel Jeremiah, spoke to what he sees from Zach Wilson. And if there were any questions remaining with regards to what he did on Friday or anything beyond that, well, here's what Daniel Jeremiah had to say. Honestly, the only questions I had were really um, how big is he? Because we didn't know, you know, and uh, that was great. Over 6'2", 214 pounds. Uh, you know, you see the hand size is great. I mean, that, that's be all end all. But, you know, those are the things I didn't know. The things that I saw him throw the football and, and do on the field, I've already seen him do that. So some of these pro days, you come into it and it's like, and I don't really see this guy drive the ball or I want to see, you know, if this guy gets on the move, he didn't really have to create. So you try and fill in the gaps of the evaluation with him. I've already seen him do all that stuff. So there was nothing in the workout that I felt like I needed to see. Cause I felt like I'd seen it all. The only curiosity was just, you know, how big is he? And then really the, the hurdle that remains, the only hurdle that remains is just the physical just to make sure that he's, you know, he's good there structurally from from the shoulder. So um, those are the only questions I think that really exist about him right now. So there you go, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network and NFL.com. I think that's a very good point. There is obviously going to be NFL teams, the Jets probably foremost among them, who are going to be eager to see what the physical holds with regards to Zach Wilson.
Johnson and checking out that surgically repaired right shoulder. But based on what we saw from Pro Day, his ability just to fling the ball all over the field, sure it looks like that shoulder's healthy, but obviously they'll be getting a closer look at that. Probably also get a look at his hand as well, that he broke that thumb uh, during the 2019 season as well. Make sure it all checks out. But after that, Really, folks, it's kind of all smooth sailing ahead for Zach Wilson, it appears. And I really feel like this is going to be a fun month or so in the lead-up to the NFL draft. I know there's going to be a lot said about Zach Wilson, a lot written. Uh, I'm going to talk a lot about it on this podcast. I'll be frank with you guys. But... Anybody who watched Zach Wilson play during the 2020 season, as you heard Daniel Jeremiah say, he has seen everything he needed to see from a throwing standpoint on the film that he saw from Zach Wilson. And I don't think that any of you guys listening to this podcast and myself, I don't think anything that he did on Pro Day necessarily changed our minds about that. It probably just cemented in our minds his ability to go out there and be the guy he was at BYU and hopefully help out an NFL franchise uh, turn around their fortunes because that's more and more what it is. If you're drafted high in the NFL draft, you're a guy who's being looked at as a quote-unquote franchise savior. And that's what Zach Wilson very well, the, the expectation that will come from him with regards to where he lands, more than likely it's looking like he's going to end up with the New York Jets. He's going to have a lot of people expecting some big things from him. But I think many of us just understand that Zach Wilson, he's got a little bit of that moxie to him. He's got that it factor. And I guarantee he is going to accept the challenge of playing for a franchise like the Jets and look at it as an opportunity rather than saying, wow, I'm being sent to purgatory. I think he will embrace it, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm just kind of echoing what some of the other voices have said so far in this podcast. Just Daniel Jeremiah, Steve Young among them, Steve Weish, all those guys, they do this for a living at a higher level than I do it. But I've got to echo them and say I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for Zach Wilson. All right, we'll get to some of the other results from NFL Pro Day for BYU here momentarily. Brady Christensen, by the way, folks, made himself some big-time money. We'll examine that here in just moment and catch up a little bit later on on everything else going on in BYU sports. Today's show, though, is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag. It is the best place to get into the sports betting realm if you're looking to do so, guys. It's simple, it's easy, and it's very straightforward. They want to make your experience one that's very positive. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag. By the way, you can sign up for free now. And while you're there, when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. You heard that right. Free money money from a sports book. How often does that happen? Check them out now. That's betonline.ag. Sign up for that free account. And remember, use that promo code locked on when you sign up and get that 50% welcome bonus added on to whatever you deposit. 10 bucks gets you 15 bucks. 15 bucks, what is it? The 22.50? Yeah, I think so. You can do the math. 100 bucks, 150 bucks. Real simple. Take advantage of it now. Do it online or do it on your mobile device. That's betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. Folks, want to encourage you guys to make sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast. It is your daily podcast, catching up on everything you need to know about the sports world at large in 20 minutes or less. Peter Bukowski hosts it and does a great job making sure you guys know all the big debates, the biggest questions out there in the sports world, and does it in a very comprehensive format, albeit in a very short format. Nice, tidy package. Check it out. That's the Locked On Today podcast, available on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, time to recap a little bit more about what we learned from BYU Pro Day. And looking ahead to later this week, a lot of guys spoke to the media after Pro Day, and we'll dig into their comments throughout the week here. Uh, Zach Wilson, Brady Christensen, we'll let you hear a little bit more from them as the week progresses. But today, I wanted to kind of more of a broad overview what I took away from it. And I got to say, with regards to Brady Christensen, well done, young man. He made himself some money on Friday, folks. It's very, very clear. He ran the 40-yard dash in 4.89 seconds unofficially. That would have been the second fastest at the NFL Combine last year. He also had a broad jump of 10 feet 4 inches. It is the best mark from an offensive lineman going back to 2003. Yes, that long ago and that elite of a number for Brady Christensen. This kid is an athlete, folks. That's what he has proven and just absolutely stellar. He had a 20-yard shuttle, 4.46 and a 7.33 in the three-cone drill. His shuttle time would have been the fastest at the 2020 NFL Combine among all offensive linemen, and his three-cone time would have been the second fastest. Brady Christensen, folks, there were NFL uh, prospects out there who, NFL, I guess, draft analysts is what I'm trying to say, who thought that maybe he would end up kind of that fourth or sixth round. Well, there was one out there, I believe it was Pro Football Focus, who put him in the first round. Daniel Jeremiah, though, from NFL and NFL.com, really believes that Brady Christensen has made a firm push up NFL draft boards, especially off of this Pro Day performance. Take it away, Daniel. His broad jump is three inches better than anything at the combine from an offensive lineman going back to 2003. So that's that's pretty incredible. Jump 34 inches. That is an explosive, explosive guy. Um, so, yeah, he, he helped himself from that, just showing the traits that he has. You know, on tape, um, you know, he's, he's there's times where I wish he would bend a little bit better. Um, but he's, he's strong. He's physical. He's explosive. Uh, I had him kind of as an early – you know, early day three guy, which, you know, puts him in the early fourth round. And I think with a workout like this, he's going to have people that really like him around the league. And I, I think there's a chance he could find his way into the second round. And I'd be, I'd be stunned quite honestly, if he got out of the third round, because, you know, it's a, it's a league that's starved for offensive linemen. And you got a guy, even though he's a little bit older, you have somebody that's, it's incredibly athletic as you saw today, and uh, and somebody by all accounts is uh, is pretty smart as well. So those guys all go. So there you go. That shows you how much money that Brady Christensen made for himself. Daniel Jeremiah saying he pushed himself potentially from the fourth round all the way into the second round. And man, that's a significant amount of money. Obviously, the prestige that comes from that, the expectations also come with that. You being a second round pick, you're considered to be a day one starter in many respects. But the good news is for Brady Christensen, he is making good on every bet ever made on him. Many of you probably remember his story, but he was a guy who was offered a scholarship by BYU on signing day. He was not a guy who was a flashy prospect by any means, a two-star prospect out of Bountiful High School, really kind of an afterthought in the recruiting class for BYU. Signs with the Cougars, goes on his mission, then he gets home and absolutely just blows up from there. Was a day one starter from the time he got on campus at BYU at left tackle and has just blossomed into an absolutely behemoth of a human being and an elite athlete at that. Aaron Roderick did acknowledge on social media over the weekend that Brady Christensen was a three-sport athlete in high school, played basketball, baseball, and football, and that definitely leads an 
lends itself to his nice athleticism that he showed with this spectacular times running, his strength showing, and just the ability to just be kind of an overall athlete playing at left tackle. So what the NFL looks for, folks, they're looking for athleticism. Yes, Brady is older, as Daniel Jeremiah acknowledged, but this is a draft where he could do very well for himself and secure plenty of money for himself and his family. I know he recently had his first child. This is really, really a fascinating story to hear from Brady Christensen, and I, for one, am be rooting on this young man, as I am for all the former Cougars and the pros. I'll be frank about that. I root for all of them. I know I'm a pretty ardent 49er supporter, but... I root for all the Cougs. Former Cougs and the pros, man. I've got all their backs. Some other notes uh, from Pro Day. Wanted to let you guys know about if you didn't read up on this. Chris Wilcox had a fantastic Pro Day. He clocked a 4.37 and a 4.31 to claim the fastest time of any participating in BYU's Pro Day. Micah Simon, the former BYU wide receiver, finally getting his chance to do a Pro Day workout, clocked a 4.34. So good runnings for both of them. I think Chris Wilcox, those numbers will probably end up getting him drafted in the latter stages of this draft. Really, really phenomenal numbers. Uh, We had a chance to speak with him after Pro Day as well. We'll play some of those comments later on this week. I think he is a young man you'll be rooting for as well. A guy who never played defensive back in his entire life before showing up at BYU. Now running in the four threes, measuring in at 6'2". Nice size, nice blend of athleticism. He is going to make himself into, I think, what they expected the NFL to be a guy who can be at least a rotational player at cornerback and rooting for him to do that. Kyrus Tonga had a nice day in himself, topped all participants in the best bench press with 35 reps of 225 pounds. That tied him for the fourth most reps ever in the bench press by a BYU player at an NFL Combine or Pro Day. When compared to the 2020 NFL Combine, those 35 reps would have been the third most among all participants. That is very good to see and I I really think that Kyrus Tonga showed some nice things. Came in at decent size. I thought he'd try to weigh in a little bit less, but he actually said he got down to 310 pounds and felt like he was a little too light and got back up to 325. But it looked like he was moving relatively well uh, with regards to his size, and that's the good news. Measured in a little bit shorter than I think most people talked about. He was listed at six foot four during his time as a BYU Cougar. Measured in the 6'2 range officially, so not necessarily the tallest defensive lineman, but Plenty of size, plenty of strength. He put that on film uh, all throughout his career at BYU, and now it's going to be upon him, incumbent upon him, to show up to NFL camp in shape and ready to contribute in whatever role an NFL franchise envisions for him. I would imagine they play him in a similar format to his time as a BYU Cougar, where he's kind of a head-up nose tackle on the center and just makes life miserable for opposing offensive linemen, and hopefully he can achieve that. And now two other notes with regards to NFL NFL Pro Day I wanted to pass along to you guys involving two players who did not participate in the drills portion of the combine or one started to before an injury befell him and that is Troy Warner. Uh, Suffered what appeared to be a pectoral injury while doing bench press, was getting into it, doing his reps and something went wrong and those in attendance told me that it did not look good and obviously he did not participate in the rest of NFL Pro Day at BYU and I got to give my best wishes to Troy trying to make good on the bet on himself obviously and show off for NFL scouts and to suffer uh, that type of an injury
injury. Very, very much a disappointing day for him, as well as for Bracken Elbakri. I was talking with some people uh, wondering why his numbers weren't being posted, and it sounds like he showed up and got measured, but then had some kind of gastrointestinal issue, and no, it was not something that you're thinking of. It's more serious than that, obviously. You don't just have to go to the bathroom and leave NFL Pro Day and don't show up again. These are job interviews, for lack of a better term. You are you are showing off 31 of 32 NFL franchises, and the Rams would have been there had they not put in an institutional rule that they weren't traveling to NFL Pro Days, showed up for this. And you, you, you see that opportunity uh, kind of go by the wayside. You don't just skip out on that for no reason. And I, I got to wish the best for Bracken Bakri and Troy Warner and hope at some point they can put a little more of their workouts on film for NFL scouts and see what happens for them. But disappointing to see two of those guys not get their opportunity to really shine the brightest like they hoped they would on pro day but it was fun to see all 20 of the former cougars participating out there that that was the fun part about it it was a chance for them to showcase what they could do obviously the headliner was zach wilson his throwing uh was just on point and fantastic to see him take advantage of the limelight being cast upon him but that limelight that spotlight that was being put on him it, pl- it showed plenty on other guys i think brady christensen is the big winner from nfl pro day when it comes to BYU. Just what he put on film, what he showed, fantastic. I was not necessarily as impressed with his compatriots upon the, along the offensive lineman and Chandon Herring and Tristan Hodge. didn't have the greatest numbers, but that's not going to stop them from their opportunity to participate at, at the NFL level. They'll probably get training camp invites at the very minimum and have to make good on that chance they're being given, but It's good to see these Cougars getting the opportunity. A lot of NFL eyeballs out there, and they are doing their best to find the best athletes they can for their respective franchises. And I think BYU put on a first-rate production. I got to tip my cap to Jason Ayu as well as the rest of the staff down there at BYU. It was a well-run event, as it always is. This was not something that they put together and made sure that was extra special for this year. No, this is what BYU does year in and year out. And since Jason Ayu joined the staff at BYU, he's taken it to another level. So tip of the cap to him and the rest of the staff at BYU making the NFL feel at home in Provo. A lot of big names from NFL franchises were there. GMs, head coaches, all in attendance. And it was cool, man. The eyes of the NFL were upon Provo for one day. And obviously they'll be on Provo once again when the NFL draft comes around with guys getting their opportunity. And it's my hope that we see multiples of this draft class for BYU, hear their name called out there in Cleveland in just over a month's time. But there's a long way to go until then. We'll continue to chase down interviews with these guys if we can secure them to let them tell their stories. But it is really, really cool to see these guys finally getting their chance to show what they could do for NFL scouts. And hopefully the numbers they put up kind of uh, either solidify what NFL teams think of them or make other NFL teams think, okay, maybe we need to take a second look at this guy and give him more of an opportunity to maybe come in and be an impact player for us. That's the fun part about Pro Day. It really gives guys their chance to either prove their uh, critics wrong or prove the people who believe in them and just kind of solidify in their minds that, yes, this is the guy that we want. All right, coming up here in just a moment, though, we will catch you up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Plenty happening from the weekend that was. Some great results and some great marks put forth by other BYU athletes. We'll touch on those here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, guys. Absolutely love this company. They're the best-tasting protein bars out 
out there. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They are the best tasting protein bar that you have ever had. I can assure you of that. I've had thousands of them in my life. And Built Bars, there's nothing that holds a candle to a Built Bar in my opinion. Check them out, guys. You can go to BuiltBar.com learn more about them. But right now, they're trying to determine, obviously, with the NCAA tournament ongoing, who is the best of all the Built Bars? Who is the king of the Built Bars? Well, you guys get to have your say, and you can do that by going to BuiltBar.com and casting your vote. Today, we have what I believe is the heavyweight favorite, the Gonzaga, if you will, of the Built Bar bracket, the Coconut Brownie Crumble. Folks, this protein bar tastes as close to a candy bar, and all of them taste like a candy bar, in my opinion, but this one tastes as close to a candy bar that it probably should be made into a candy bar. If Built Bar wants to kind of skip over the genre and go into the candy bar business, this is the flavor to do it, guys. And the best part is, it's healthy for you. Give it a shot. Go to BuiltBar.com, cast your vote now in the Built Bar Bracket Challenge, and while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. You can order a whole box of the Coconut Brownie Crumble, or you can do a sampler pack. Do whatever feels right to you, but make sure you do it. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off now at BuiltBar.com, and enjoy the best-tasting protein bars anywhere. Folks, as if we haven't talked enough about the NFL Draft and Pro Days today, I want to encourage you guys to check out two podcasts that can get you up to speed on everything else you need to know with regards to the NFL Draft. Those are the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, as well as the Draft Dudes. They are two great podcasts. The Draft Dudes kind of go in prospect by prospect, whereas the NFL Draft podcast kind of gets you up to speed on that day's news involving the NFL Draft. Both fantastic products, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network. want to encourage you you guys to download them on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, catching up on everything else as a BYU fan that you guys need to know here on a Monday. Let's start off on the track and field squads. On the men's side, congratulations to Zach McWhorter. On the women's side, congratulations to javelin thrower Ashton Reiner. Both of them broke BYU records in their respective events at the Texas Relays held in Austin last week. Zach McWhorter, the All-American pole vaulter, cleared 18 feet, 8 and a quarter inches, broke the previous school record by 10 centimeters, set by national championship National champion Robinson Pratt, who had 18 four and a half inches in 2006. McWhorter now holds both the indoor and outdoor records at BYU, breaking Pratt's records in both events. Congratulations to him. On the women's side of things, Reiner shattered the BYU women's javelin record by more than four meters with a throw of 57.31 meters or 188 feet flat. It is the 25th best performance in collegiate history by the All-American. It's pretty phenomenal to see both of them showing what they can do. So congratulations uh, to them on those phenomenal showings in track and field. In women's softball, the women's softball team uh, shut out Southern Utah 8-0 in six innings at Gail Miller Field on Saturday. Arissa Paul Paulson struck out, struck out 10 batters in six innings. We had a no-hitter through the fifth inning in that game. Riley Jensen scored a 191st and 196 career runs. She's now number three all-time in career runs in a BYU uniform. BYU will be back in action in softball this week with their homestand continuing against Arizona State at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. On to women's soccer. The number 16-ranked BYU women's soccer program won its fourth straight match Saturday with a 4-0 shutout of Gonzaga at Southfield. 
field. Jennifer Rockwood's squad continues to just absolutely get it done. Cameron Tucker had an utterly phenomenal performance, notching a goal as well as a couple of assists. Michaela Coolahan is now ninth all-time on BYU's all-time scoring list after scoring a goal as well. It's her 10th of the season, 34th of her career. So congratulations to BYU. They're now 8-3 on the season, 5-1 and one in West Coast Conference play. They're alone in second place behind Santa Clara. They have a four-match stretch on the road starting this week at Santa Clara on Wednesday. So best of luck to the women's soccer program as they hit the road. The women's volleyball program took control of the West Coast Conference. They improved to 13-1 in WCC play after they swept St. Mary's out in Moraga over the weekend. The Cougars now have control of the conference title race after Pepperdine lost its second match of the league play to San Diego earlier on on Saturday. So that's good to see from BYU. They now control their destiny. That's what you want to be. If you can control that, it makes your life a lot easier. And I, I'm excited to see what the women's volleyball program does. They've got a lot going for them right now. And they will be continuing on uh, play this week. They'll be have their final series of the regular season against Santa Clara March 30th and the 31st. Both of those matches are scheduled to start at 1 o'clock Mountain Time and will be broadcast on BYUtv.org as well as the BYU TV app. So there you go. What you need to know as a BYU fan today about the weekend that was in BYU sports. Oh, one other thing. Baseball, tough weekend. Won the opener, lost the final two games against San Francisco, so hopefully they can bounce back this week. Speaking of Mike Littlewood's squad, that's one other note to pass along to you guys. All right, that's going to do it for this Monday edition of the show. Make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to follow my work there, is Jacob C. Hatch. Love hearing from you guys. And also feel free to weigh in anytime via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address for this podcast. Of course, we'll have more tomorrow for you guys, more from Pro Day, what guys said during their interviews after Pro Day, and just catching up on everything going on in BYU Sports News. There's always stuff to talk about. I can promise you that. And we'll be with you guys every single day. So make sure to join us and hope you guys are all having a great Monday whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 29th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys manana.